Hello, and welcome to the first episode of Katie's Guide to Being Less Anxious. So, just to give you a tone of the chaotic sort of energy this is going to be, I'll tell you why I decided to make this podcast. I put on a face mask. Now, to some people, that would be a normal activity for an evening in which one would want to relax or enjoy oneself. For me, personally, the idea had never quite struck me that I, too, could relax and enjoy myself by rubbing goop on my face and then peeling it off. But as I was sitting, feeling the slowly crunchifying mask on my face, I thought, perhaps I should try to enjoy moments like these. So, as a chronic warrior, I have decided to become a less anxious person, and this is a short documentation of my personal journey. Along the way, I hope to include many other things that I enjoy, such as cooking, reading, writing, hanging out with my friends, playing board games. There's lots of general fun happenings along the way, so I hope that I'm not completely insane. That sound means it's time for our first segment of the episode in which I talk about music that's helping me to relax and enjoy life. The song that you perhaps heard at the beginning of the episode is Uh Oh by Chloe Wang, also known as Chloe Bennett. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is perhaps one of my favorite shows of all time. It has gone on for a ridiculously long time, and it is so much fun. I've converted so many people, and if anyone out there is listening to this, perhaps you can be just one more. It's on Netflix. Go watch it. It's insane and so much fun. But Chloe Bennett is the queen of the universe, and I recently discovered that she used to be a pop star in China when she was in high school. Crazy. Who knew? So, obviously, I began listening to her song. That's pretty great. (laughs) So, at first I was skeptical, but then I thought, you know what, this is kind of a bop, so that it is. Another song that I've been enjoying recently is, let me see, there's been so many. I would say Mama's Broken Heart by Miranda Lambert. It makes me feel like a dramatic evil queen. My friends say that I might be a serial killer someday. Not sure that I agree with that, but they would probably find it evidence to their case that while listening to this, I like to pretend that I'm dramatically plotting revenge on a former lover, despite the fact that I've never had anyone to get revenge on, nor have I ever had a former lover, or a current lover, for that matter. (laughs) Um, So those are some songs that are brightening my day. And next up, we will be talking about books.
have long wanted a platform in which to talk about my reading habits, and I suppose this is as good a place for it as any, since I'm probably talking to myself, and that's what I like to do with books anyway. So, as far as what I've been reading lately, I just finished the prequel to the Hunger Games trilogy, A Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes by Suzanne Collins. It was quite the read. Very intriguing all around. Now, my sense, none of you people not listening to this know, my favorite author of all time is Marissa Meyer. She is wonderful. I cannot sing her praises enough. Every book she's written, I have promptly fallen in absolute love with. And that means that when I read books that remind me of hers, in a way, they cannot help but get compared. So, if you do not know, A Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes is a prequel in that it is the backstory to the villain of the Hunger Games. And that is quite interesting, because Marissa Meyer has written not one, but two books that are entirely villain backstories. And, though they may not make me in love with the villains, they don't make me think that they're okay. I have found, in both cases, they've done a fantastic and nearly perfect job of making the villains much more sympathetic to me as reader. I don't agree with their actions, I don't approve their actions, but I understand them and I can even sympathize with their past selves. So, those two villains, in case you were wondering, were Queen Levana, the villain of the Lunar Chronicles, one of my favorite series of all times, and uh, the Queen of Hearts. Her book, Heartless, is entirely a backstory to the Queen of Hearts in Alice in Wonderland. And in both cases, the real fascination, in my opinion, is to see a character at the beginning who seems so happy, so normal. And to watch them continue to live their lives and wonder how were they going to begin their inevitable slide to become the villain that I know they are. But for a while, you get to know these characters before they were evil, and you get to care for them just in the slightest. It's a really unique experience, and it's one that Suzanne Collins mimicked, if not mastered. Snow, I fell. If you don't want spoilers, maybe plug your ears for a little bit. I do not feel that his descent into villainy was well documented enough to make me understand it fully. I sympathized with him. But when he switched to more villainous behavior, I did not really understand it. Okay, spoiler people, you can come back now. I didn't really spoil anything, I don't think. But that's my opinion. It was not perfect, but it was quite enjoyable for what it was. I enjoyed a chance to return to the Hunger Games universe, and I have some strong fan theories about what it may entail. The next book up on my to-read list is The Hand on the Wall by Maureen Johnson, which is the conclusion to the Truly Devious trilogy. 
Now, mysteries are probably my favorite genre of books in general. My first grade teacher gave me a Nancy Drew book, and although at first I found it quite boring and dull, by two chapters in, I was completely hooked, and I read nothing but Nancy Drew, Hardy Boys, and the occasional Babysitter's Club mystery for nearly the rest of elementary school. This means that when a mystery John book comes out, especially one that has to do with boarding schools and serial killers, such an intriguing concept in general, I am nearly instantly entangled in a longing to read this book. So it was with the Truly Devious series. I've put off reading the conclusion long enough, and I am excited to get to it. However, I have not yet, and that is due to what we will find in our next segment. In addition to being a reader, I also strive to be a writer. For all four years of high school, I participated in an event known as NaNoWriMo, or National Novel Writing Month. In this event, you attempt to write 50,000 words of a novel in 30 days, and you say, well, forget conventions and quality, things like that. I am just going to put words on a page, because as anxious people like me know, sometimes it's hard to get over the perils of imperfection. So... An event like this can help push you out of your comfort zone. However, I was in my first year of college during this November, and it was quite busy. November is an absolutely insane time. And I definitely did not have room in my schedule to try to write 1,700 words a day for 30 days. So, my other friend who started college this year and I have agreed to do a NaNoWriMo event in June. Today's June 1st. I'm a failure. And I'm not going to use words like that anymore because those make me feel more anxious. I wrote all of 80 words today. My friend wrote 3,000. But it's okay. I'm not going to pressure myself. I'm going to try to just enjoy this. I like writing. It's not a chore. I can enjoy writing. And my friend can enjoy writing. And we can enjoy writing together. See, this is the positive language that I'm trying to learn how to use. Oh my. What a struggle. But anyway, I'm attempting this, for this event, I'm attempting to write a Count of Monte Cristo retelling set in modern day. So, like I said about the song with revenge, revenge is such a powerful feeling, honestly. We could just call this whole episode vengeance. Ah. Revenge is the best dish best served cold. So, wow, that was my random rambling about vengeance and revenge. Don't know where I was going with that. But if you haven't read The Count of Monte Cristo, it is a story of a man whose friends betray him, have him thrown in prison by framing him for a crime he did not commit. He spends many years in prison until an old man tells him to escape, and the old man dies and tells the main character, protagonist, where his fortune is. And everybody thought this old man was crazy. Of course he didn't have a fortune, but he did. And our protagonist gets the fortune and uses it to extract revenge on the lives of all the people 
who he thought were his friends who betrayed him and put him in prison. So, it's a, it's set around the French Revolution. I think that that is a classic story and it needs an update for modern day because everyone should be able to relate to that feeling of vengeance but knowing that it is eating you alive from the inside out. Again, I'm not a vengeful person, really, I don't think. I've never had anyone to get vengeance on. It just is something that I like thinking about, I suppose. I don't know. Maybe I am going to be circular. Probably not. I don't know. I have no reason to. Anyway, that was kind of awkward, but I wrote like 80 words today, and I'm going to try to do better tomorrow. So that is the story of that. So in the final segment of this episode, I'm going to be talking about things I'm doing to push myself outside of my comfort zone. So, one thing that I'm trying to do is change my look up a little bit. Now, generally, I like the way I look. I don't wear much makeup, I don't do much fancy to my hair, and I'm not real adventurous with my clothing choices. None of it's bad, but none of it's truly fantastic either. I would like to have just a way to look nicer than I usually do. Because how I usually look is presentable, acceptable for public, just not stunning. If I could be stunning, wow, that'd be fun. And since I'm trying to be less anxious and have more fun, I decided I want to try to look stunning. So right now, as I said, I put on my face mask. I got some new products for my hair. I'm trying a new style of fixing my hair tonight. I'm trying some new makeup. I got some new powder and I'm going to try contouring. Ooh, that just sounds ambitious. My goodness. Who would have guessed Katie would ever try contouring? Just the idea. Oh my. (laughs) For 99% of girls out there, I think they're just born knowing how to do makeup or it's ingrained into them so early on that they just never struggle with it. And for some reason, I never really cared. It's not like it wasn't available to me. I just didn't hop on the train with everyone else. So I'm going to try. See if I like it. If I don't, no biggie. It's fine. I'm also going to try some new clothes. But I don't know what yet. I'm not real good at being adventurous. But that's the point of this now, isn't it? Well, I lied. This isn't the last segment. I forgot. I have one more thing I wish to speak about. The last thing I want to talk about is school. So school is a big part of my life because I would say one of my primary skills is remembering things and taking tests, which is kind of a boring thing to be good at, but hey. You gotta do what you gotta do. And honestly, school's something that's pretty accepted by society. So it's a lot easier being good at school than it is being good at art or dance or cupcake decorations. You know, my skills are a lot more valued than some people's. But anyway, 
it also sometimes comes with a bit more pressure. So school is an area where I put a lot of pressure on myself. And I'm going to try to not do that so much. So, I don't know when you're listening to this, if the hypothetical listener exists. But right now is not a normal time in the world. It is quite crazy. There, we started this lovely year with wildfires and flooding and all sorts of insanity, really. Or so we thought. Then there was an outbreak of disease that caused everyone to return from their schools to their homes and stay in quarantine for a nice long time. And then just as restrictions on quarantine were beginning to be lifted, there's riots all over the country. What I find hysterical is the people who were decrying the protesters against quarantine just a few weeks ago are now in support of the rioters. Social distancing. What's that? Ugh. What a crazy time. I mean, honestly, none of this is quite right, and it's quite anxiety-inducing if you let it, but I'm letting that go. What concerns me personally, though, is what my situations will be like for school in the fall. I really don't know what it'll look like. I got an email today saying my classes are going to start a week early and our finals will be online. So I'm not sure exactly what that signifies, but hopefully it will all be okay. So that's really all I wanted to say about that, but this will be the normal part of the show where I tell you about all my things academically related. Right now, I'm not really in the school. I'm just studying for the MCAT. I'm trying to apply to MD-PhD programs, so... MCAT scores are quite important, but like I said, test taking one of my few talents. So, yeah, that's me. That's my life. Hope you don't think I'm absolutely psychotic, but it doesn't matter if you do, because you probably don't exist. I'm probably just talking to myself right now. Whoop whoop. Okay, that's Katie signing off. See you tomorrow for another episode of Trying to Be Less Anxious.